How's everybody doing? Good. I'm excited. You know, it's it's you know you got to speak about where we're at right now, and right now we're we're into the phase two of the off season program, and I'm I'm just excited to get to work every day, and I mean that. And you come in, there's young guys, and there's a, a great mix of veteran players in the meeting rooms. Um, these guys have been just outstanding through phase one, phase two, meetings on the field, the work that we can get in, and it's a voluntary time. And I think it, it speaks a lot, the, the tendance, but more importantly, it's, we, we use the phrase in our meeting room, be where your feet are. And it's just so important that we're not just here working because everybody's working. It's what we're doing when we're working. And I just have a lot of excitement when I come to work because of how this group is working, the, the how they're doing the what, the how to the what. And um, it, it's been really fun these last four weeks, and we're going to continue stacking days, stacking meetings, stacking individual periods, and then we're going to add them all up when we go play someone uh, this fall and, and see where we're at the first week. Um, you, know, you come into this phase coming out of, you know, the acquisition kind of phase. And I'm sure there'll be some, some questions in regards to that. You know, we, we go through the free agent process and, you know, I, I don't think it was ever by just true intent that we were able to sign two guys from Arizona again. But the truth is you got a chance to add um, an Antoine Bethea, a guy who is so, uh, one of the highest character players I've ever been around. Um, smart, intelligent, uh, unbelievable leader. And as you have an opportunity to kind of wrap your hands around him and embrace him a little bit as a New York football giant, you'll see what I'm talking about with him. Um, and I, I, we were I was just talking to someone else about Tuan and I joked with him a week ago. I said, as time goes on, I get more gray hair. As time goes on, you get younger. And that's just when you see his play, that's what it has been. As his the years in the league has progressed for him, he has played fast, played young, and I'm um, excited to have him. Then, you know, um, we have a chance to get Marcus Golden here. And Marcus, unfortunately, you know, somewhere around 18-ish months ago, has a pretty significant knee injury. And don't ever forget that before that, he was one of the best pass rushers in this league. And people had to plan for him. And I know that because I was the guy calling the plays on defense, and I saw what people were trying to do when he was healthy and running around. And I love how he's moving right now. Um, love his work. He's a guy that's going to play exceptionally hard. And you know, as we, as I sat here a year ago, or excuse me, stood here a year ago, and talked to you about one of the identity ad identifying qualifiers for what our defense needed to look like is a defense that looked relentless, that played relentless, that worked relentless. And I think that's probably the epitome of, of Marcus. And, you know, through uh, trades and, and, and whatnot, you get other players that come. So then you have Jabril Peppers. And Jabril is a, a highly ascending player in this league, a guy that has the flexibility to play strong safety. He could come down the box and play some money. He's a, he's a really talented blitzer. And when you watched his tape in Cleveland, you saw all the different roles he played. He has snaps where he plays nickel, where he plays high in the middle of the field, where he plays high and outside, where he plays down low, a guy that, that has a lot of versatility. I think a guy that as he learns this system, he's going to have a lot of fun playing in this system. I, I really believe that. And you start stacking up those guys, and then, then you get into the draft. And... As we talk about the draft, I know 
probably the question is and will be about at six. And I'm, I'm really excited about the guy we brought in at six. And if you want to ask me, would you have loved to have Josh Allen or who else is available? Ed Oliver. I think if you lined up 32 coordinators and I don't know, however many hundreds of coordinators have ever coordinated in the National Football League on defense that are the, the defense coordinator, not the head coach. And you said, hey, you get picks one through five in the draft and you get a draft whoever you want. I got a pretty good feeling they probably take all defensive players, right? But you can't talk about team and not be about team. You can't talk about building culture and not be about it. You can't talk about that to your players as a coach and not live that life, right? And I'm, whoever we have here, we are excited to have. And that's not a company line, that's personal opinion. And I'll say that first. And then after I say that, the next thing I'll say is look at the two guys we were fortunate to get in a, 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 one of the biggest humans that I've ever seen move as quick as he can move. A 330 pound guy that's gonna come in and compete and help us be that, the type of run defense that we wanna be. And also, don't forget, the guy ran about five flat at 345 pounds. And, and that does not happen very often. And um, you, a lot of people got to see him move at, at rookie minicamp. And it's a guy that's really talented. We're excited to have him work with. Um, then, then, you know, Dave and our owner, ownership, they work a deal and get us back in the first round and get a corner in, in DeAndre. And the, the thing I'd say about Bake is this, um, he played in, a very, very tough league. And we all know how long it was before he gave up a touchdown pass. And he competed and he covered some of the best players that have come out of that league on offense in the last couple of years. And I think his tape speaks for itself. One of the best, uh, I thought the best, cover tackling corner in the draft, period. And excited to have him. He did an outstanding job at a rookie minute this past week. So you, you start there, then you go through the draft, and that's the kind of players we brought in. We brought in ascending, young, talented players to add to some of the mix of, of guys that we have here. And at this point in time, once you get past the draft guys, when you go into year two, no one's a rookie anymore. Those guys aren't rookies. So there's two jobs at hand. The number one job is, as a coach, get your players better. That's my job. That's our position coach's jobs. Our job is to get guys better. Then number two, you're not a young player anymore. Or you're in year 10, you still need to get better. So our players have a job to do. They need to come to work, and they need to work to improve every day. And we're just going to have that mindset, and we're going to stack that mindset as a defense day after day, and that's how we're going to continue to build something that's special here on defense. So sorry if I was a little long-winded. I had a lot on my mind. Sorry, I, don't know. I had a lot on my mind. Apologize, gentlemen, ladies. Sorry about that. I had a lot on my mind. You had a lot on your mind because you had to talk about a lot of obviously new players and things like that. I mean, it, it is when you look at this, I mean, you know, it's, it's far from a finished product. But when you see the young guys, the guys you signed, the holdovers, you know, what can this defense be? You think if everyone kind of fits into where you want them to be? Yeah, I, I think it can be. Um, if I'm sitting back and I'm hoping what it can be, I'm hoping it can be an aggressive attacking defense that dictates too. And as I look at where it's at today and moving forward tomorrow, I believe that's what it can be. Can it be better than last year's defense? I, I, you look at resumes, you don't 
you have young guys here now. You sure. don't have Landon. You don't have Vernon. You don't have Snacks. Yep. And all of those guys I love. I do. I love all those guys, and those guys know that. And part of the National Football League is, is at some point in time, guys move on. And we all know that. And do love all those guys. And I wish them the best except for when they're playing us. Um, but the truth is, um, OV didn't have a resume until he built it, right? So Lorenzo Carter's got to build his resume, right? Uh, Marcus Golden's got to continue building his resume. So that's the only way that happens. Uh, OV wasn't just day one came in the league and became a pretty, wasn't just day one a dynamic pass rusher. He had to build that resume. And the only way guys get a chance to do that is this opportunity on the field and snaps. And just getting their, getting their butt coached off then taking the coaching. You have a lot of really young cornerbacks now. And Jonas is kind of the elder statesman. And Dave said during the draft that, you know, he's got a lot of puppies to teach. As a coordinator, what do you hope that he can pass on and teach some of these young kids? You know what? Um, that's a great question. And I'll say this. I learned this from Coach Shermer. Hope is not a strategy. And I'll say that because this. As I have watched through phase two work, Janoris has been not great. He's been unbelievable with our young guys. He has had great teachable moments where as a coach, just let it go because he's got it. You're, you're starting to go coach one of the young guys and Janoris is already on it. And I see that, I see the ownership in year two that he's starting to take with those guys. And it's just, it's outstanding and it's gonna help us be a better defense, not just those guys be better better players themselves. How do you view Dexter? Where does he fit in on the defensive line? I think he's going to come in and compete to try to be a starter. And we got a, uh, a, a young room with some flexible players. Um, a year ago, you know, when, when Snacks left and um, Dalvin was playing a little more nose, we ended up really at times playing some right and left with him and BJ where one was a three technique, one was a nose and our sub stuff. So both of those guys had played multiple positions and all those guys are going to have to have the flexibility and they do have the flexibility to play the three. And I, and I think it'll just be competing each week. Who gets the most snaps? Who's going to be the starter, so to speak, in different packages? I, th I, I love that part about it. And um, that's what I think is really good. You go sit in that room and, and if they're sitting in there watching some tape, if they're watching tape from our phase two work the next day, they care about each other. And you can sense that in the room, and that's exciting. And that's exciting because they don't just want their success, they want success for us. And, and I think that's, that's gonna, there's gonna be something different because of that. What was, sorry, what was your experience like on that, on draft night when you see Josh Allen and some other really good defensive players falling. I don't know if you knew you weren't going to take them or whatever. Are you are you in a position to argue your case for a defensive player? Or is it deflating when you don't get it? What, what, what did you go through that night? No, I, I think first thing is 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 Dave Gettleman does Dave does a great job, and this is, does not happen everywhere. That through the process, he wants to hear your opinion. He cares about what coaches' opinions are. He wants to hear your evaluation. He wants to hear what the plan is for him. He wants to hear how you're going to use guys. And so the whole process, it, you know, those decisions in terms of hearing my voice, that's not a draft night. We've had those conversations. We've already had those meetings to set it up. And so you know when you get to draft night, because you've been through it before, you know that whoever we pick is our guy, whether it's an offensive guy or defensive guy. So the emotion really gets taken out of it at that point in time. 
because you've had the conversations, you've uh, given your opinion on the player, the individual players as we would talk about them in whatever order you had them stacked or whatever order you set them. Um, but the emotion really gets taken out of it because of that, because there's great communication and it's clear communication. So you knew, you knew I mean, if you, if you weren't told directly, you knew when that six pick came up that you weren't getting your defensive guy. Well, I don't think you ever, at any pick as they come, you don't sit there and say, I know I'm not getting this guy and I know I'm getting this guy, but you know the conversations you had. So you're good with it because you had an opportunity to have the conversations. And that's what's great about here. You obviously didn't do much film study on Daniel, but you got to see him last weekend. What were, you, what were your first impressions of him? Yeah, a guy that, that was decisive with where he wanted to go with the ball, that took great command, um, that, that did. there wasn't a moment where, you know, Things get, um, I don't want to say, things get a little hairy on defense because there's a lot of young guys learning new things, you know? So there will be, <laughs> be defensive looks that he's dealing with that aren't real defensive looks, <laughs> you know? So, um, and that we got to coach him better on defense so he doesn't get that. But there's just that because guys are learning things. And you never saw a guy get flustered. You saw him handle and play with poise and um, some of the things. I, I, I've been some places where we've had some pretty good quarterbacks between Indy and, and Arizona. and. In, in here, and you see a guy that that's in that mold. James, you, you had a couple of undrafted guys last year, and Haley and Chandler, kind of fighting for spots, fighting for roles throughout yep. the entire year. Obviously, with the draft class you bring in, you bring in talented guys. Where do Han, where do Haley and Chandler fit in what you want right now in terms of you know is it inside outside Chandler or is it strong free what, yep. what do you see I think right now uh, Sean's working in the safety mostly with safeties and Grant's working with the nickels and corners right now in terms of position and it's th that to me is one of the one of the neat things about where we're at there's a lot of competition in a lot of rooms. And there's more competition in more rooms than there was a year ago. And that's a good thing because, as we all know, the adage, competition breeds success. And if you don't have it, um, someone might not be on, dotting their I's or might not be crossing their T's to the, to the way we need it done. And, and um, I, I think the nickel spot's going to, there's going to be a bunch of competition. The corner spot opposite Jack, it's going to be great competition. You know, at each of those different levels, we could go through it. And I think that's what's going to be pretty unique coming out of this off season, even through most of training camp, you know, we would think in the fall as opposed to last year. You had, love, you had love bouncing all around on the rookie minicamp. It yep. seemed like he was in a different spot every time. Is he one of those guys that you have to determine where you're going to fit him in? come training camp, or yeah. is he one of those guys that you think you can bounce around? I, I think that initially you'll get him in and you'll teach him a spot. I think early on, kind of like that rookie mini, it's a really good opportunity for us to get a look at him at a few different places and see maybe where we feel his natural fit is as we move forward. Um, naturally, he's a nickel, as, as we know. Then what's the second position? Is it safety or is it corner? And Time, I think, tells with that, and more snaps tells with that. Um, but you got to be smart, and you got to be pretty dang intelligent like he is to be able to handle that, and he handled it great. Really when you have that much competition in all of these different rooms and all these different position groups, what that's, what's that say about the talent level and where you guys are in terms of building now compared to maybe where you were last year? Um, you know, I don't know if it speaks to talent level. I just, I just think it speaks to competition. You know, I, I, you can't. I wouldn't say that means you're super talented or you're not talented. And the reason you have competition is because you're not talented or vice versa. I don't think it has anything to do with that. Um, I don't think that's, to, to be honest, I don't think that's a narrative at all. 
and I think it's a great thing, not a good thing. When you got, um, you know, got to meet Jabril, uh, and you know, saw him, you know, he has two years in the league. You know, you had a guy last year in Landon who never came off the field. You know, do you see Peppers as that kind of guy? And what was your sense of him? I mean, he had to, you know, not every, not all the um, evaluations of him in his first two years were great, were glowing of what he did. So, what is your sense of the player that you're getting now? Uh, you know, my evaluation is two things: is I evaluated, and I actually flew. I was in Arizona, I fly up to Mission, I go spend a bunch of time with him uh, when he was coming out because he was a, a, a targeted type player for us in Arizona. And um, I thought he's a dynamic kid that people that were around him loved him. They didn't like him, they loved him. I got multiple text messages from some coaches that worked with him in Cleveland. Just And, I, and it was not something I asked for. This was after we traded for him and just said, you're gonna love him, we love him. and. He's going to work exceptionally hard. He's going to be about what it's supposed to be about. And you see that when we're out here working. We're doing stuff on air, and he's in a stance. He's moving. He's running around. He's flying around. And halftime, like, slow down. This is on air, you know. But it's way, way better to say well than sick him. And that's him. And, it, and it's exciting. Is Sam Beal? You just comment on X-Man and, and, and Conley? Yep, I'll hit them both. Uh, Sam? Uh, is Sam full go? Yeah, Sam's been, you know, we're in phase two, so I, I, I couldn't tell you if if we had pads on, I don't know where he would be, to be honest with you, to be honest with that question. But he's done everything we've done here at phase two to this point. I'm what sorry. See, what do you see from X-Man and Conley? Just, I know they're young guys and they're just Yep. Uh, X-Man coming off a of tape, you loved how hard he played. He was really disruptive. Um, you saw a guy that could flip and had athleticism to move in space. Um, if you're really kind of picking a little bit of prototypical outside linebacker, um, he has some of both of those skills. He has obviously the rush skills, but he has some ability with his hips to open, drop in space, change who the fourth rusher is, some of those things. Um, then the second was, sorry, Conley. It's really smart, really smart. It was funny because today I was showing a cut up to the vets and you, you try not to do this. You try not to show a rookie to the vets too early, right? But I, I was showing the vets a cut up, and I said, well, I'm going to do it. You guys might find me. But look, this is a guy from the rookie mini. See what we're getting. You know, it was a concept and a route, and he played it exactly like uh, Coach McGovern had hit in his meeting room. And I said, that's taking it from the meeting to the field. And it was a great example. Um, I think smart, tough, um, those are probably the first two things that come to my mind with Conley.